This is The Roxanne Show. Get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Roxanne Show. We're going to dive into one of my favorite topics that's always relevant and activated in the conversation with me, and that is self-love. But what I want to do today is to give you your self-love to-do list. So some of what you're going to hear on this list is probably stuff that you don't necessarily hear often in the conversation of self-love. Sometimes, you know, some of it might be, especially if you're tuned into me. But um, I think, you know, my goal with this is to bring some aspects of self-love, forms, expressions of self-love into the picture for you that you may not even be thinking about. And now after taking in this whole episode, you're going to want to stick through to get all of what I'm going to share, these six specific to-dos, you're going to have that information. And once you have it, then you know what you got to do. You got to put the work in, right? So before we get started, I want to ask all of you who have not already given this podcast a five-star rating review, if you would please take a moment to do it. First of all, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. That actually really helps the channel to grow more. And when the channel grows more, then the information is better able to get out to more people. And that also goes with rating and reviewing the podcast. Honestly, yes, it does make me feel good. Absolutely. It validates my work, my team's work. But beyond that, I want you to know that this is actually your way of helping this show get to more people. So if you're someone who's getting value from the content that I share here, please, please do this small favor because you will also be helping other people to do or to get it the same way. So in the show notes or the description box, if you're watching on YouTube, there's a link where you can go and do that. It takes literally two minutes and it goes so far. My team and I very much appreciate it. So thank you to all of you who will take a moment to do that. Okay, let's dive into your self-love to-do list. I mean, I, again, like I have the most energy to talk about self-love because really, and I always, I I like to actually put, it's not just self-love. For me, it's absolute self-love. So this is, yes, it's a form of unconditional self-love, but it actually, it has a higher, it's a higher tier of self-love. It's like the pinnacle of self-love, the most potent activation of self-love that just doesn't turn off. Let me say that again. Absolute self-love is the most potent activation of self-love that doesn't turn off. You're not loving yourself here and then not loving yourself here. It's like, no, no, you are upholding this potent activation of self-love in yourself at all times. And it's not easy to do, but it's absolutely possible to do. And episodes like this, sharing, you know, the information that I'm about to share with you certainly helps you to move into more absolute self-love. So the first place that I'm going to start is with literally one of my favorite attributes. It's like the empress of emotional intelligence. It is the attribute of self-awareness. Self-awareness, number one on the list. So developing your self-awareness. Why? Because any kind of growth that you desire to make in your life will require self-awareness. Anybody that has really 
created substantial subsacks. Su- su- oh, that was really subsacks. Wow. Keep that in. Success. Anybody who has generated, created really substantial success in their life did not do it without self-awareness fully activated. You can't. You have to be able to learn about yourself. And this is very different from judging yourself. Self-awareness is your ability to think about what you're thinking. Metacognition. For you to be able to move into observation of self, to learn self. When we learn self, we have information that allows us to develop self, right? You can't do this with self-judgment though. And that's like the antithesis to self-love, right? Do you see how that just doesn't work? So my favorite way to, to create more self-awareness is my longtime listeners. I bet you can guess. You're like journaling. Exactly. Ding. You got points. Um, journaling. It's certainly how I've done it in my life, you know, and I've been very fortunate that, you know, just from a very, very young age, I just took to journaling. I took to writing. I, I love it. I was a diarist from, you know, the earliest age, years of my life. And I just have never stopped, you know, and it has really allowed me to observe myself in the most incredible of ways, you know, and there was a lot of judgment for sure, like, especially in my twenties. Uh, but guess what? I'm actually able to see where I was judging myself, you know, and as I would expand my consciousness develop myself more, where more self-compassion would come in. I can actually look back on those moments and hold compassion for myself. And even that is so powerful to witness. But self-awareness for me every single day is so activated because again, it's it's, it's my way of being able to, first of all, one of the greatest things that self-awareness does, uh, and that was going to go into what I was just going to say, it's 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 a space that you can develop between a stimulus, so something coming at you or some kind of situation, and your response. People with low levels of self-awareness don't have much space there, and they're very reactionary. Reactionary, You know, you just, something happens, and boom, you respond, you boom, you respond. And more often than not, it's not a great response, right? But the more that you develop your self-awareness, the more that you give yourself this space. And that space doesn't necessarily have to even in the time sense, have to take a long, it doesn't have to take a long time. I mean, it can, depending on the situation. It's just that mentally you're able to process things in a way that cure, like gives you more time so that you can respond the way that you really want to, the way that is in, you know, more harmony with your highest self, right? So it's really important. I mean, that's just one reason, again, why self-awareness is so important. And it absolutely helps you develop more self-love because, you know, my my 5S self-mastery code, I call it, right? It's it's got these five pillars. And the 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 leader is self-awareness. After that is self-connection. So when you start to create more self-awareness within yourself, you're able to connect with yourself more all the facets of your being, you get more connected to. When you can start to generate more self-connection, well, now we can move into self-love, right? You actually know yourself. So then you're better able to understand yourself, which also helps you, you know, be in this position where you can actually just love on yourself more, 
Do you see what I'm saying? So self-connection in my uh, self-mastery, I used to call it a roadmap, but I call it a code now, um, is the precursor to self-love. But again, what comes before self-connection? Self-awareness. And just for those of you who don't know yet, what comes after self-love is self-confidence. And then uh, the anchor uh, is self-trust, right? So self-awareness, self-connection, self-love, self-confidence, self-trust. Yes, this will be a book very soon, but I got to finish my first one first. Um, So self-awareness is absolutely a uh, real supporter to developing more self-love. So another way to develop more self-awareness for sure is meditation. You know, it's that is where you're really able to get into the space too, where you can observe observe your thoughts. You know, and meditation and journaling. I think journaling is an easier entry for most people because meditation can be harder for some people. But you know, I know a lot of you in my community are, you know, avid med. You know, meditation practitioners. You like you utilize meditation as a constant in your life. But I know that there's also some of you who don't, or maybe you're just finding me for the first time. Nice to meet you. Um, and maybe, you know, you've, you've never meditated or you tried it and it's hard, but journaling gives you more room there for you to do this work, you know, and it's easier. So, you know, maybe you start with journaling and then you move into meditation, or if you are already in, you know, if you already practice meditation, then you probably already get this part, you know, you understand, you know, you've already experienced the power of self-awareness just through your meditation practice. But it is number one on this list. And it's something that, you know, I again, I, I really can't put enough emphasis on the importance of self-awareness. And I often say this too, that self-awareness is, is really a hard sell, you know, in terms of like me or anybody who's speaking on self-awareness to get you to do the self-awareness work. Why? Because it's not fucking flashy. It's not Instagrammable or TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but it's not, you know, you can't hang it on your wall. You can't sleep with it. You can't fucking put it in the bank. And yet, and yet it affects every, every bit of that. Your self-awareness is affecting you, period, and your reality. So it's a really good idea to create a connection with this attribute that I love so much that is so powerful and really is the agent for growth, top agent for growth. So self-awareness leads this list. Number two, number two, so good, so powerful, so important. Keep your word. You wanna love yourself more? Keep your fucking word with yourself. With others, for sure, with yourself. Hard stop. You have to, you have to, because If you don't, it's like saying to yourself that you kind of don't matter. You know, you can just say like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing. You know, whatever this thing is, it's probably something you need to do. That's good for you to do. You just don't do it. And maybe that's like a constant for you. I mean, what are you informing your self-identity on? You're, you're, you're literally saying that you're just not that important, right? Because imagine if somebody in your life kept telling you that they're going to do something related to you, with you, for you, for you, and they never kept their word. How would that make you feel? Probably not important. Probably not like your priority. Probably not respected. Certainly not loved, you know? So don't do that to yourself. It's the same. It starts with you. It all starts with you. You know, and I I can tell you that the more that you start to stand in your word with yourself, you're not only going to develop 
stronger uh, self-love. In self-love is self-respect as well, right? So this is also going to fortify more self-respect. You respect yourself. Integrity comes into the picture here too. You really, you really love that you honor your word. Your word means something to you. It does in my fucking life. And look, there might be moments, of course, we all have them where, you know, you forgot or something. It just, that can't be, those little moments can come in and happen, right? But what I'm talking about here is overall, you know, like would somebody say, well, how does, you know, does Roxanne keep her word? Hands down, everyone would be like, fuck yeah, she does. When she says she's going to do something, she does it. Right. If if that answer isn't that strong of a yes, well, then you know you're flimsy with this. But you know, I still, of course, I'll have moments. Oh, okay, I'm gonna, you know, do that this weekend. But then I just didn't get to it that weekend. But I'll make sure that I do if it's still important and I need to. You know, so there might be some a little bit of this and that. But my point here on number two on this list is keep your fucking word. It feels so good. You know, you build trust within yourself. You have to realize that. Why would you trust yourself if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it? You're not going to trust yourself, you know? And why should you? You have no proof that you should, <laughs> you know? So you want to build that proof with yourself that when you say you're going to do something, you do it. And you do it because you love yourself. You, it matters to you. Your word matters to you. That's a form of self love. So very important to, um, you know, just really, and how do you get into practice of that? I mean, look, if you're someone who has a hard time keeping your word, go to your journal and start asking yourself the questions of what am I doing? Like, why am I holding myself back from actually, you know, taking to my word here, like putting in the action behind my word and do this with, I always say the student lens, not the judgment lens. Cause you're curious. You want to find out maybe there's some you know, program that's lodged in that is not allowing you, you're like, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, supporting more self-sabotage because maybe there's some kind of fear that you're harboring inside that you're not even aware of consciously. But when you do this self-inquiry work and you just ask yourself questions and don't stop short, keep asking until you, you'll know, you'll know when you get to the answer. It's actually fucking so powerful. When you get to the answer, you got to love yourself enough to do this work too. It's a form of self-love right now, right? So ask yourself those questions. And when you get to that sweet spot, that answer, then you get to decide, well, what am I going to do with this? You know, how do I want to make a change here? And then that becomes your work, right? But if, if you are someone who, you know, doesn't necessarily have to do that self-inquiry work when it comes to keeping your word, and maybe you just need to, um, just get better at it, you know, just start, you know, maybe don't, uh, don't, uh, what's the word? Don't, don't just keep it more simple. You know, don't, don't set up these big tasks and goals and promises that you know, you can't keep, you know, you can't keep. So just back it up a bit, you know, make it smaller, make it realistic for you. Don't, and that's what a lot of people do, especially New Year's. Oh my gosh. It's like the, the <laughs> forget it. You know, I'm going to just change everything. It's like, stop, just change one thing right now. 
and then build off that, that dopamine loop, right? When you've witnessed that you've actually done the thing, it closes a dopamine loop and that gives you more self-esteem, more self-confidence. It certainly makes you love yourself more, self-respect. And then you can start to do more, do, you know, bigger things, maybe make a bigger promise, whatever it is. But I'm just saying like, you know, a lot of times I think people get way ahead of themselves and then they'll, you know, create these arduous tasks and goals and promises. And, you know, that's only a setup for you to feel guilty, to feel shame, and just to ultimately feel like shit, right? So don't do that. Don't be afraid to make it smaller, your day-to-day, even your to-do list, okay? Don't tack on a hundred things and then you don't get to it. You said you're going to do it and you didn't do it and now you feel like shit. Three things really should be the most, your priorities. Anything extra is like, you know, that's extra. If you get to it, you do. But three things are the priority. So, I mean, that's like a whole episode in and of itself around productivity. I'm happy to do that one too. But to close this one, number two is keep your fucking word. You're worth it. Number three, do hard things. Do hard things. This is one of my favorites. I love doing hard things. I really do. But I've trained myself to love hard things. I think I've really... I, you know, from a very young age, I took to this feeling of like Rocky. Rocky's like a life hero for me. I love Rocky. And witnessing that underdog story, and I just felt and and still to this day feel such a deep connection to him. Witnessing how he fought for himself and the hard shit that he was willing to show up and do for himself, for his loved ones to get to the wins. Like that gives me chills right now, right? And none none of that was easy, right? And so I've just always took to this idea that doing hard things is a statement of self-love. It really is. I'm not saying you have to have a hard life to feel self-love, but I am saying that life is hard, period, right? So if we can do hard things that allow ourselves to build more resilience, more strength, more confidence in ourselves, like expanding our capacity to be able to endure more, to persevere more, to, you know, increase our fortitude, then yeah, that's a fucking absolute statement of self-love and a really good idea, right? And if anything, when we're doing this work, we actually make it a lot easier on ourselves in life. Like, so if things get really hard in life, maybe you didn't produce a hard, or maybe you did because it's like part of your process for whatever it is that you're going for in your life. You are so much more equipped to move through that process with equanimity, with fluidity, with composure, with confidence, because you've built this resilience, you've built your capacity. So in the end, it really does make it easier to go through challenging moments. So there's endless value on doing hard things. And how do you do that? I mean, I love, you know, training for me, my physical training, right? So there's so many different modalities that I do, but man, like I'll think of like, sprinting, doing the 400 meter, which is so brutal. It's so brutal. I mean, when you're, listen, I'm not jogging. I'm not even running. I'm fucking sprinting. That means you're going full steam the whole time. And full steam 
one time around the track, 400 meters, is a lot. It's hard. It's brutal. When you hit the 300 mark, oh my God, let me tell you, it's just like, you know, everything just gets heavier in that moment. And you still, like, actually, that's when you have to pull in your form at an even higher level. Like, you can't fall apart. It's the end of the race. You got to like hold it together and really, really give it everything you've got, right? Or like, what are the other, you know, every, every second that you just ran before, what does that even matter? So it's that end piece when it's the hardest of hard of hard, when your physical body starts to become heavier and heavier, that you have to pull your shit together and make it so much more graceful and efficient in that moment, you know, to get you across the finish. And that's just one, you know, I could talk about weightlifting. I could talk about jujitsu, you know, but that skill, when I'm done with that and I can't talk, my brother's just timing me and I'm like, just immediately to my knees and like, just doing my breath work to just collect myself and get my nervous system into this, you're not going to die state. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that that transfers over to my life and makes a lot of hard things easier for me because I know because it's not just the physical component there or in any part of the training. It's the mental piece of me getting myself through it, lifting the heavy weight, like staying, you know, calm underneath, you know, this heavy guy in a, you know, ghee and I'm just suffocating, you know, what, like that is a skill that transfers. So why I share that with you is because one of the ways at which you can develop more of your, um, like de develop the ability to do more hard things is utilize your training. Don't be stupid, obviously. <laughs> like, you know, be smart. Uh, like meaning don't go so far over the edge and then you get injured. But it's it's a controlled environment where you can push yourself. That's why it's really valuable, right? So whether that's just tacking on a little bit more weight than you normally do or doing some more reps or maybe even if it's just doing something completely different that you've never done before. Maybe you never have done sprints before. You know, you always like do your spin cycle or whatever. And now you're like, you know what? I was listening to Roxanne and I'm going to actually go to the track and I'm going to try sprinting. Well, that's a whole different, that's really hard, right? Because it's a brand new stimulus that every part of your being has to has to learn and and, you know, move into an adaptation with. So, um, I mean, I think training is a really easy way to start challenging yourself, but it's certainly not the only way, you know, I mean, challenging yourself can even go back to number two, like to do hard things. It could be to keep your word, you know, maybe it's, you said that you're going to finish X this week, whatever X is. And, you know, you've said it several times before, but you didn't do it. Well, this is the week that you actually are going to do it. And it's going to require a higher level of discipline, a focus of saying no to things that you normally say yes to, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that is doing something hard. And so you can, you know, certainly put that into this space as well for you to be able to um, encourage yourself to do more hard things. It could be a cold fucking shower or a cold plunge. Go do it. You know, even if it's 20 seconds and then it gets to 45 seconds and then it gets to a minute. The point is, is that you are telling yourself, even if you're not saying it out loud, you're certainly saying it in here in your subconscious, you're saying to yourself, I'm worth the effort. I'm worth trying. I'm worth enduring the hard. I can do this. I'm going to do this. 
the outcome is less relevant to me as is my saying yes to the challenge. Because I know that me saying yes to this challenge means that I can handle so many more challenges in my life in a, in a way that I really want to. Uh, composure, equanimity, you know, fluidity, calmness, you know, all of that. So that that's why it's it's just a really, really important form of self-love. You know, don't make excuses. Do hard shit. Gonna keep saying it because it's so, and it's not talked about enough in self-love, in the self-love conversation. It certainly is in my world. You've probably heard it a million times with me, but you know, I'm gonna keep talking about it because it's gotta equal out. Like we can't just talk about self-love like, oh, you know, <laughs> I don't mean to be an asshole. I love, listen, I am the warmest, self-compassion, self-care, quiet. Sometimes you just, you know, you move slow, you, you know, all of that, the self, I'm with all of that. And it is so activated in my life. But I think we need to equal out the conversation here and make sure that when we are talking about self-love, we're also talking about this part here. Do fucking hard things. Sometimes, you know, do the thing you're afraid of. Do the thing that makes you uncomfortable. Don't make fucking excuses because you're worth it. You're worth it. So number four. Number four is probably something you don't hear about much when we talk about self-love, but it is so important. Number four is continue learning. You want to keep growing in your life. I know I've said this on another podcast before, but most people go through life, like the, the schooling, whether it's high school, then get to college, now you're in your workspace. And there's there comes a certain point, not, not long after that. And I'm talking about like the majority. I mean, if you're tuned into me, then you're maybe not this person, but still worth putting in here. There comes a point not far after that where the desire, the curiosity and the intentionality to learn more, whatever that is, it could be anything just goes away. It's like, it's just not there anymore. The interest isn't there. The curiosity isn't there. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is a real problem in a way that you might not be thinking about. When you when you are learning something new, it's really invigorating. It's exciting. It's like you're getting up and you're getting, you know, to whatever that is in the day and it's like it it's releasing fucking hormones that feel like dopamine. Like you're 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 interested, you're curious. This is really healthy. You don't want to be the person who wakes up and just fucking, you know, it's like gray. What what are you even doing? What's the purpose? Turn on the TV. Again, I anybody can be listening to this, but I just know that my community is, you know, you you guys are, you know, or even if you are that person, like honestly, I have the most compassion and empathy because there could be some kind of traumatic reason that put you in that position where you are that person right now. I don't know you know, but I do know this, that you want to stay interested in your life. You don't have to make a career out of everything you learn. You don't have to turn it into some money-making skill. If you want to, great. That's fucking awesome. But you do want to stay interested. You do want to keep, even just literally for the health of your, the actual health of your brain, you need to use your brain. Novelty, not just the same thing that you're doing all the time, all the time. Challenge it. 
whether it's learning a new language, learning how to cook in the kitchen, learning how to build something, learning how to, you know, start something, you know, that is business related, whatever it is, sewing, gardening, endless things, making jewelry. There's so many things you can do. My point is, is that a form of self-love is keeping yourself interested in life to keep learning, to keep growing, to keep keep your imagination and your curiosity so fucking activated. This is also how you invigorate your vitality. You know, this is how you become that person who people just want to talk to because you're fucking interesting. You're interesting because you're interested. People that lose interest in life are not interesting. You know, and I'm not saying it doing it do it for that reason so you become the most interesting person. No, like let this be an intrinsic drive for yourself that you, you know, you're in this one life that we're here to live and you want to fucking you want to get the most out of it. And part of that most is loving yourself enough to stay curious and interested to learn new things. So whatever that is, you know, I'm, I'm, it could be anything and don't overthink it. You know, just remember, I mean, there's even apps that support your brain to learn. Start there if you want to, if you can't think of something or you don't want to overcommit to something fine, but then get, get on one of these brain apps that, um, God, I mean, I don't, there's like think thinkable or no, I don't know the name of it, unfortunately, but whatever, you can look it up. There are so many. There are so many that will help you to exercise your brain. And you know, that one move that you make can actually be the catalyst for you to actually start learning something really like, maybe you're going to, you know, start learning how to cook and like a certain form of cooking or whatever it is, you know, just, I just want to make it clear that that is a form of self-love, that you're staying interested and that you're staying invigorated and curious and you are, you know, honoring your, um, your passion for growth, really. Number five is so fun and so important and so fun and so important. Um, by the way, there's no order of priority here. You know, I mean, self-awareness, I think always leads, uh, but you know, the two and the three and the four, that can be interchangeable. But this one right here is really, it's an act of self-love for sure. And it is, keep it playful. It's playfulness. Playfulness Playful energy is open energy. How can you invite more play energy into your life, right? And I'm talking about healthy play. I'm talking about playfulness that keeps you open. So whether it's being, you know, doing some things in nature, um, you know, whatever it is, it's just, it's, it could be, you know, making more time to spend with your loved ones, doing fun things like dancing or cooking or but just keeping that space where you don't become rigid, like you you need some suppleness. I think playfulness to me is very supple. You know, it's like your hands are in the clay. You're just, you're not, it's not rigid, you know, it's very curvy. It's, you know what I mean? And this is, this is really important because when you think about, you know, you're a high performer and you're, you know, moving through your day and you're hitting the targets and it's very analytical and logical. And like, we're just moving from that mindset and that energy. Playfulness is that feminine energy that comes in and harmonizes us. So we don't just become a hard ass, you know, in this way. And, and that becomes, when you become rigid, you become breakable, right? Playfulness is what helps you become unbreakable. 
You know, having a good sense of humor is really important. And if you don't have one, probably because there's a lot of issues inside, you know, like uncomfortableness, you know, and I don't say that as, you know, to be mean, I'm just saying that as a truth in psychology, you know, because the more open we are, the more free we are inside. You know, we're not harboring a bunch of, you know, feelings that don't feel good. And I'm not saying they can't live in there and be open, but I'm saying you, your dominant state and feeling inside is not that it's that you are more open and, and there's just more, um, freedom inside. And that's really why I love playfulness too. You know, when you come across someone who is open and who does have that sense of humor and is easy to laugh with, I mean, you can't not feel the energy of liberation from them. They're so free. They're, they're confident, they're comfortable, right? So playfulness really does have a bigger role in self-love than one might think, which is why it's on this list. So what are the ways that you could be more playful? You know, I mean, there's so many things you can do. Just step outside of your routine and do something different. That's even a form of playfulness, but make it light. Don't make it rigid. Don't make it about, you know, hitting a goal or like, you know what I mean? It just, it needs to flow more. Playfulness is very flow, flowing energy. It's very fluid. So um, yeah, it just, it has to live on this list. You know, I love being playful. You what If you're connected to me on IG, Roxy look, you know, you often see posts where I'm, you know, on the beach and I'm running and I'm in the ocean and I'm just with myself, like fully fucking self-entertainment, just in the ocean. Here's the ocean show, you guys, you know, um, you know, and, but it, and it's funny to me and that's playful energy. Playful energy is also, you know, taking time to get ready, you know, and, and I'm not saying be late, but I'm saying like, make the time to be able to move slow in that process with yourself and, you know, get your, if, you know, put your makeup on slowly and, you know, just have more fun in these moments in the kitchen, cooking, make it, turn on the music, dance in between putting on the fucking meat over there and putting the vegetables over there. Again, it's up to you, but I'm just saying, think and moreover, feel this energy of playfulness and make sure that it's activated very powerfully in your life. It is absolutely a form of self-love. Last one, huge one, big one, could have been number one, but again, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not doing that here. So big, self-accountability, self-accountability. If you are not accountable for your own actions in life, then you don't fucking own your life. And you certainly aren't loving yourself in the process. You know, one of the greatest to me, one of the greatest um, expressions of self-love is owning your shit period. Doesn't feel good sometimes. Oh, well, you still got to own it. You have to own it. Again, it's like this honesty piece with yourself. You're not willing to be unhonest with yourself. You're not willing to take cheap shots with yourself. You're not willing to cut corners with yourself. You own your actions. This is integrity too. This is self-respect too. This certainly is self-love. And people that don't hold themselves accountable on a high level are probably not living a very high quality life. They're probably like, you know, living with low standards and, you know, their life is reflecting that, you know, you probably don't have really strong, great friends who also, also have a lot of integrity and live with a lot of self-respect and self-love because that which we are is what we attract, right? 
So I know in my world for sure, because I live with this idea that everything's my fault. Even if this person did me wrong, okay. And I want to investigate myself, not from judgment, from curiosity, because again, I'm always student of self. I want to understand what did I, what was my role in that situation? Or why was I even in that situation? Or, 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 you know, I used to do this a lot in, you know, past romantic parts of my life years and years and years ago, you know, when I would just go like, what, why did you allow that? You know what? And, you know, if I didn't hold myself accountable and that's really important, it's, it's so important to differentiate. When I say self-accountable, I don't mean self-judgment. I'm not asking you to fucking judge yourself all the time. You're not perfect. No one is. We're going to fuck up. We're going to make mistakes. We're, we're going to miss the mark. How do you get better in those moments? From ignoring them? From not owning them? From blaming? No. It's from standing in yourself, like standing with yourself in those moments and owning the situation and analyzing it from a place of curiosity so that you can extract whatever information you need to from the situation that will support your development in that specific area or your life period, right? So self-accountability is absolutely a form of self-love. It's huge. And you can have accountability partners in your life too. That's great. That's important. But if you are not holding yourself accountable, that's a problem, you know? So <laughs> it's serious. It really is. You know, I, you could sit there and bathe and candle and all the self-love, self-care, but if you're not really stand and own your shit, then you're not really, you're not really moving through your life with absolute self-love. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to hold yourself accountable in your life, to own self-accountability. Because if you're afraid to do that, then you're backing down from a lot of important things that you should be doing in your life to live with more mastery. So number six is self-accountability. And really, if you go back to number two, keeping your word, right? These two go hand in hand. So what could you do to promote more accountability? Well, you know, again, journaling. <laughs> How'd you show up? You know, journal it out today, you know, and really, you know, if there are things that you missed the mark on or things you didn't do, you didn't keep the word or whatever, just own it and then ask yourself, well, why did I do that? And how can I do better next time? You know, there's no magic pill here in terms of the solutions. All of this is going to take work, but it's the best work you could ever do, which is the form of self-love because it's you being willing to dive into yourself, to do the self-inquiry work and to do the work that comes after you extract that information and to keep it moving forward and developing your mastery. You know, it's it, this is self-love. So. I would love to know if any of these hit you in the sweet spot today, in the heart, in the mind, both. You know, are there changes you're going to make? Um, what powerful takeaways? Any of, of, I love hearing from you guys. It means so much to me. On the note of accountability, self accountability prioritized, yes. But if you, to all my women here, to all my girls, all the queens here, are looking for accountability partners, then I'm inviting you into my free exclusive community for women, Queendom. Queendom is such a badass empowered space with like-minded women who are really showing up, doing all the work to develop more mastery in their life. Self-love being a big part of it, 
I'm in there once a month. I do a live Q and A. Um, we do other fun events too. I do pop-up lives and there's challenges and there's other fun spaces like continuation of podcasts. So we can dive deeper into topics like this. Um, there's challenges every month, but again, you know, what's so special is the magic between all the women moving in the space. So I encourage you, if you are, you know, one of my girls here listening to this show, um, and you want to come into Queendom, there's just an application process, but you can do that. Go to the description box if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening, Apple, um, go into the show notes and you will see the link there to sign up, to get the application and I'll see you in Queendom. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I love showing up for you and I do hope and trust and believe that at least one of these self-love to-dos really hit home for you today. So I encourage you to communicate if that is the case with me again, Roxy Look on Instagram. Um, and I'll, I'll see you in the next one. Queen, this is your call to greatness. If you are ready, and I mean truly ready, to shift anything in your outer experience, your outer reality, your finances, your health, your relationship, anything career related, um, anything spiritual, any shift that you wanna make that has to do with your reality has to first start with shifting who you are, your self-identity. My Future Self Digital Course is your supportive blueprint that helps you achieve this. The inner shapes the outer. So when you get crystal clear on your core beliefs, your core values, your core desires, your high hard goals, you know, when you learn how to rewrite parts of your past that maybe don't feel so great and instead leverage those experiences to be fuel for you to expand and to grow, this is how you start to change the game behind the game of life, which all starts and ends with you. I've designed this course from my heart, soul, and experience to be a femininely fierce experience for you to uncover and connect with your most authentic self. And as a future self student, you get three months free membership access to Queendom. This is where we really get to connect. Queendom is such a rad, sacred, empowered space where every month you get a live Q&A call with me so we can connect and troubleshoot any area of your life that you would like or just get some encouragement from me as well as the other queens in the community. This is a really sacred space and I will see you in Queendom.